Welcome to the Whistle Way Podcast. My name is Kyle Whistle, your host with EXP Realty in San Diego. And my name is Brian Kochi, Director of Media here at Whistle Realty Group. The goal of the show is to give you the tools, techniques, and tactics to go out there and crush it in your business. The way that we like to do that is to answer the questions that you have for us. Uh, the way that we like to uh, get those questions is by you submitting them to us. So you can always go to thewhistleway.com. You can ask us questions on there. Subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channels. You can uh, join our referral network, our email newsletter, and our private Facebook group to get some tips and tricks of what we're working on. And get dialed in with our video content creation course called the Media Mayor Mastermind, where we'll teach you everything we've learned about shooting thousands of videos with millions of views over the last seven years and put it in a nice little course for you that you can watch at your leisure. So all of that is available at thewhistleway.com. And if you enjoy the show today, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the thumbs up button, let YouTube know. Also hit the subscribe button, little notification bell, so you get notified when we release future episodes of the show. And if you have some questions about the content from the day, throw that in the comment section. And last, if you are listening on a podcast platform, hook us up with a review on there. Uh, really goes a long way to help share the show with others, uh, which is the goal of the show. We want to help as many realtors around the world as we possibly can. With that said, Brian, what's the topic today? Today we're going to talk about numbers. One of your favorite topics. Oh, yeah. Um, and before I tell you kind of where I want to go with it, I want you to do your normal little riff on the importance of knowing your numbers and that whole, that whole spiel. Yeah. Um, no shit. No numbers. It matters. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> now my turn. <laughs> I mean, if you don't know the numbers in your business, you don't know what needs work in your business, right? Like if every time you have an issue with your car, you don't take it in the dealership and be like, tear my entire car apart, right? Like you're like, oh, there's a, you know, there's a weird sound coming from the front uh, right corner. Okay, cool. Now we like know where to look to like find the problem. But if you were like, yeah, I don't know what's wrong with the car. Just tear it apart until you find a problem. Like, holy shit, right? Like, <laughs> hey, the uh, back tire is still flat. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, like you got to have an idea. Um, you know, the, the, the best analogy I, I can give is like a hose, right? Like if you're going to feed leads and business into a hose and ideally it comes out the other end of the hose. But if it doesn't come out the other end of the hose, it's usually because there's a kink in the hose. Well, let's figure out where the kink is in the hose and let's unkink it. Mm-hmm. And the best way to or do that... Or there's a hole in the hose. Could be a hole in the hose. I mean, if your uh, hose gets too old, that could happen. Or you bought a cheap hose at Harbor Freight, that could that could be a, a possibility. I was just in the desert and with a bunch of guys like that have these you know 50,000 plus dollar off-road cars and they're talking about tools and harbor freight i'm like what are you guys talking Dude, about i love like, harbor freight yeah but you're like bro you're gonna like <laughs> i'm a different in like a knob on a cabinet that gets loose like I mean, maybe i'll call a handyman for yeah, that <laughs> like we're talking about like i understand you know literally fifty thousand dollar off-road cars and you're buying like a two dollar fucking screwdriver mm-hmm. like come on boys <laughs> Um, so just back to, you know, the subject is we just got to know where the kink in the hose is. And, and one of the best ways to do that is to know our numbers. So when we're looking at things, we realize like, all right, the lead came in, we set the appointment. Oh, well, like none of our appointments are showing up. Like we're setting appointments, but they're not showing up. Like, cool. That's the kink. Let's, let's work on that so we can, you know, release the kink and, and get, you know, the deals flowing again. I feel like that's an album title, release the kink. I feel like that could be all sorts of different things. Next time you start a band. Fun fact, <laughs> Brian used to be in a band, a ska band of all The funny things. thing is, I literally re- went to uh, dinner last night, and I sat next to a guy while we were waiting for our table. He goes, 
is your name Brian? I'm like, oh, yeah. He goes, I was in the band. I was the guitar player. I'm like, no shit. Yeah, the it's band funny. released the kink. Yeah, it wasn't that one. But it's not a bad name. Uh, <laughs> like in uh, Parks and Rec. Band name, I called it. Um, okay, so if you're listening to this right now, um, you've heard this spiel before by, from your coach, your team leader, your podcast. You've heard this spiel over and over and over. You have to know your numbers. You have to know your numbers. I want to break this into three different kind of categories and figure out what we need to know, what are our most important numbers to know in these categories, our KPIs perhaps. So the three categories that I can think of as the activities you do as an agent, right? Things that help drive production. What numbers do you need to know for that? Um, what numbers do you know, need to know in terms of your money? And then third, if you have agents working with you or for you, what numbers do you need to know as kind of a team leader? Okay. That's well, let's, let's start at the top of yep. the funnel, which is the money that you're spending. Um, okay, so we're going to do the money one first. We're going to go money first. Cool. Yeah, because you got to, before we even worry about like dials and conversations and all that, let's talk about like how are we going to generate leads to dial. So this is the one that blows my fucking mind. <laughs> like how many people have no clue how much money they're spending and what their return on investment is. It's, mm -hmm. it's truly mind boggling to me. Um, and I've seen people on stage that don't know this, right? They'll, they'll go up and be like, yeah, we did a, a quarter million dollars in GCI from X source last year. I don't Cause that bash. is a sexy title, man. I don't want to bash on anybody, but like that's sexy, right? Like how did I generate $250,000 in GCI from X source? And then they'll tell you, Oh, I did this and this and blah, blah, blah. And I, yeah, 250. Cool. Then you talk to them after, and it's like, hey, out of out of curiosity, like, what's your spend with them? Twenty thousand a month. Okay. Dot the I cross the T carry. Oh, so you spend two hundred forty thousand dollars to do two hundred fifty thousand dollars in GCI, and then you oh, had GCI. a split with your broker, and you had some fees, and oh, maybe you spent just a tiny bit of time running around doing all these, showing all these properties, doing all these deals, like. You lost money, dipshit. Like, it's amazing to me how many people have no clue that they're losing money in a lot of these lead sources that they're investing into. But hey, they made 250K GCI uh, on that lead source. That is a true statement. It is. They didn't retain, but that's fine. That's, yeah, they that's generated $250,000 yes. in GCI. Yeah. Um, okay, so you need to know what your 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 ROI per lead source. Yeah, and so this one I'll challenge you. This is gonna uh, blow a few of your minds right now. We, up until a year ago, were completely mistracking this stuff. And I think virtually all of us mistrack this. Um, the way that most of us track this is, let's just say we're spending $20,000 a month on lead source X. And so what we do at the end of the month, we look at this report and we're like, all right, well, I spent $20,000. Um, and then let's just say that generated, uh, 20 leads. So I paid a thousand dollars a lead and that brought in $25,000 in commission. Cool. So therefore my return on investment is whatever. I'm not, uh, I think it's 80%. You made um, five grand. Yeah. You made $5,000. I'm, I'm not going to get into the numbers cause my brain's pretty fried already. Um, <laughs> it's cool. We're just we got to shoot like six more videos today. <laughs> um, so that actually doesn't make sense to track that way because what you got to realize is the 20 leads that you generated for the $20,000, 
have virtually no correlation to the $25,000 in GCI that came in. The reason almost, is almost like zero. There, there could be a fluky scenario where you got a lead came in all cash, wrote an offer, closed the same month. But 99% of the time, those 20 leads that came in this month, best case, they're ones converting next month. Most likely case, they're converting like six months out. Yep. So what you've actually got to do is track, look back. We're starting to look back at a start at a six month look back. So let's look back at June. And how much did we spend in June? Okay, we, we spent the same 20,000, cool. Well, how many leads did we generate in June? Uh, well, we generated 40 leads, right? Lead flow went up in June, so uh, we had 40 leads. All right, of those, those specific 40, how many of those converted? And what was the GCI from those? Because that's how we're actually gonna figure out the true return on investment, because now we're looking at the, the 40 leads that came in in June that we spent $20,000 on, well, let's look at how many of those have converted. Now we're actually nailing down what our true ROI is. But what most of us are doing is we spent 20,000 last month, we got 25,000 that came in, that's the return. Well, those that 25,000 that came in in GCI, that might've been your leads from June. Those yep. actually should be attributed to June, not to last month. Um, and I think most people do not do this. They don't understand it. They'll try to argue it other ways. But if you want to truly track your money, it's right. If, if I bought a fucking stock in June, like I'm looking at what it paid in June, not like what did it go up last month? Last month's irrelevant. I bought it in June at this price. Where is it at today? That's how I figure out my return on investment based on what I bought it for in June, not what it was last month. I think the only way you can use the traditional way of looking at it is if one, your spend never changes, two, your lead flow never changes, and three, the quality of lead never changes. If if all three of those are constant, then you can look at it this way. But we know for a fact that those three are never gonna be completely constant. You're gonna spend more, you're gonna spend less, they're gonna give you more leads or you're gonna have to pay more or less per lead. And then as more competitors are coming in, some competitors are going to be better. Some are, so th- there's no way you can keep it constant. Even if you say, well, I spend 20 grand every month and I get 20 leads every month, the quality of those leads can drastically change. So you can't say uh, lead source X that the 20 grand I spent now is good until they follow through. So, okay, that one's... A, a, we went deep there, but I think it's, it's yes. going to be a big eye-opener for a lot of people that are tracking this wrong because it was an eye-opener to me. Right. And, and most of the systems you use, um, you know, even the one that we use, it tracks it the traditional way, which is wrong. Because that's the other way is very difficult to track. Much more complicated. We learned it from Zillow. When we realized how Zillow was tracking stuff, like I was like, holy shit, that that makes so much sense. Like at we've been doing annoying, this right? wrong for the last like 15 years. Yeah, we've... At first it's annoying. You're like, why are you making me do it this way? And then you go. Oh, because oh it's right. That actually makes sense. <laughs> yeah, my return on investment. I, and the, thinking about a stock is the best way to do it, right? Mm-hmm. If I bought a stock in June and I look like I'm looking at what did I pay in June, not what did I pay last month. Um, so that's that's a, a big eye-opener. So you really got to understand, right, how much did I spend? How many leads did I generate? Um, so now I know my cost per lead. Then I want to look at what is my conversion rate and ultimately what is my return on investment. Um, and then if you want to go one step further, you can look at like what's your cost per sale. So now if you actually like really go deep in numbers, that's a whole nother level. That's, it's probably a, uh, beyond 
most agents. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other numbers I gave you, um, so total investment, number of leads generated, cost per lead, and conversion rate, return on investment. Those like five are probably the key things to track for 99% of the agents listening. Cool. Okay. That covers the money portion of it. And yeah. again, we can we can go down rabbit holes and do this. You know, what what's your gross commission? What's your net commission? What's your, how much do you do for save? I mean, we can go, you can, you can KPI yourself to death, and I want to cautious you, caution you against that. Um, I would, I would tell you though, if there is any numbers you're gonna go hard on, it's these. Yeah, makes right? sense. Because these are the most important numbers. Right? Are you actually making money? Um, because here's the thing, we, I guess we need to hit on this before we move on, is the pump it or dump it exercise. Yep. So anything we do, we always give it at least 12 months. We don't. Um, we don't shit can anything unless we've given it a full 12 month run. That way we at least have a large enough sample size. We can decide if something makes sense or not. And it gives us the opportunity to update it if we need to, right? It could be our fault. We did something wrong for three months and then we changed how we do the marketing or whatever. And then, okay. Yeah. I mean, we got a source, we're getting a lot of seller leads and we've shifted the approach with those and we're actually starting to get a much better conversion. So you're always going to be tweaking things along Mm -hmm. the way, which is why you look at it on a monthly basis. But I want to give everything at least a 12 month run before I decide if I'm going to get rid of it. So what I like to do at the end of every year is take a report of all these things and, and go through a pump it or dump it exercise. Got this from a radio station I used to listen to here, uh, here in San Diego. They'd play a new song and people would call in and be like, pump it, that shit is tight. And then, oh, dump it, it's garbage. Like, um, So we do the same thing with our lead sources. Like Now let's look at Kyle the numbers. You can tell Kyle called in a couple times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so now we look at look at the numbers and now you decide pump it or dump it like did you actually get a really solid return on this investment cool let's pump it let's let's double down triple quadruple you know uh let's 5x the spend on that if it if it's making good money let's pump it right at the same time if you're this person who spent twenty thousand dollars a month on lead source x and um you ended up losing you know you think you made two hundred fifty thousand at the end of the year but now you factor in your splits and your expenses and everything else, you realize you actually lost money. Like maybe you dump that lead source and reallocate that 20 to other things or just eliminate it off your bottom line. So that pump it or dump it exercise could be really valuable. Cool. All right. Let's go to the next one. Um, If you're an an agent, what, what numbers are you tracking? And we've done this. We've tracked literally every number and we've done a lot of things wrong. I think we're better now. I don't know if we're perfect, but we've tracked how many phone calls are you doing? We've tracked how much talk time are you having? We've tracked how many open houses? We've tracked how many uh, times you're reaching out to? Like we've tracked everything you can think of, right? And we have at times KPI'd our agents to death. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's not something we're like, yeah, we're perfect on this, right? We've done it. You've probably done it. You're, you might be doing it now. And you say, oh, I want to know how many open houses and how many people per open house and how many follow-ups per person per open house. And you have 20 numbers for open houses. And then you do it for every, like, it can get ridiculous. So what are the key numbers, if you're an agent in production, that you should be looking at uh, to see if things are working or not? Yeah, so uh, I think less is more when it comes to this. If you try to track too much, um you're probably not tracking anything at all. So mm-hmm. it's like you talk about with camera equipment, right? Like the more camera equipment you have, the less videos you'll shoot. Like mm-hmm. I feel like this is the same thing. The more you track, the less you'll actually do. Um, what we've boiled it down to at this point is just starting at the appointments set. So we used to track how many dials. We used to track how many conversations. 
But then the problem is, especially when you're doing it across a team, is, well, who the hell are you dialing? Are you dialing the same people that I'm dialing? Because if you're calling, if you're circle dialing and I'm calling my sphere, like I'm probably going to have way less dials than you. Does that mean that I'm not as good as you? Because you got a million dials. But then if we look, my conversations are through the roof. My talk time is through the roof. And you're just getting a bunch of fuck yous, right? Like, so now, now I start to look better because I have more talk time and more conversations, but you had more dials. Right, it gets wonky when you start to track that stuff. So, and like we talked about with the other the numbers, like unless you and I are calling the same list all the time, the same hours of the day, like it's just it's not the ideal metric. So we just have um, uh, shrunk it down to starting at appointment set. So we're looking at appointment set, appointments met, agreement signed, under contract, and closed. Mm-hmm. Appointment set, appointment met. Agreement signed under contract closed. Those are the metrics that we look at. And then now that's the hose, right? Now we figure out where's the kink in the hose. So if we're setting a lot of appointments and the number that are met is very low, now we realize like, all right, we got to work on like, what are we saying when we're setting these appointments? Like, are we actually building value around the appointment? Or are we just getting like mercy appointments, which happens? Because <laughs> um, sometimes people will just like, sure, I'll meet with you, dude. Whatever gets me off this damn call. <laughs> like that's a mercy appointment. Um, and we need to look at like what's happening from the time we set the appointment to the time we meet with it. Did we, all right, cool. Well, I'll meet you at the property tomorrow at four. And then we, like we never do anything. Like we didn't send a calendar invite. We didn't send a video to introduce ourselves. We did nothing. Like, well, of course they're not going to show. <laughs> they have no reason to. Um, then we'll look at, okay, well, let's say the appointment's set to met as a good ratio. Now we're looking at met to signed. So signed on a buyer side would be a buyer broker agreement, or we call it a VIP agreement. <clears throat> on the seller side would be a listing agreement. Well, if we're meeting with people and we're not actually getting agreement signed, like, well, let's dig into that. Why is that not happening, right? Maybe we need to work on our presentation. So we need to role play our listing presentation or our buyer consultation or our driveway console. Like, let's role play through that. If we're getting agreements signed, but we're not getting contracts, let's work through that. If we're getting you know, contracts, but we're not getting closings, let's work through that, right? It, it helps us figure out where do we have room to improve, but those are the five key metrics that we're tracking. This was brought up in our leadership meeting a couple of days ago, um, actually, I think right before it started, and I thought it was really interesting. It, it made me start to think about it. It gets frustrating when you look at it and be like, man, I suck here, or, or then you, and then you go, oh, no, I suck here. What... what Tracking your numbers will allow you to do is see where the kink is. And there's always going to be a number that's lower than you want it to be. There's always going to be a number that you say, okay, I'm going to focus my energy on this and that will lift it all up. And so I'm one that I want to say, okay, it's fixed. It's done. Move on. It's perfect. But it's never going to be perfect. There's always going to be kind of ebbs and flows. So finding, looking at those numbers and saying, okay, I'm going to fix this now and bringing that number up from 50 to 75 and once you break, then you find another gap and you say, oh, well, that wasn't the kink. This was really the first kink, but now this is the second one. And that, I, you could bring all the numbers up eventually. And then when you bring them all up, that first number that was 75, you go, well, that's shit. I want it to be 90%. And so you just consistently bring little by little each step up till you get, I mean, you can't ever perfect it, right? You just For make sure. it better. Yep. So, okay. Those are great numbers. If you're in production, if you're an agent and you say, what do I need to focus on? Cool. Um, as a team leader, you manage a team here. You, we have a bunch of agents. We have yearly three-year goal, five-year goals. What numbers do we look at as 
either you as a team or at us as a leadership team, what numbers are important for us to look at to make sure that the health of our team is where it needs to be? Um, so we do have a, a minimum standard to be a part of Whistle Realty Group, and that standard for us is that you're doing an average of one transaction a month. Um, and we look at that on a quarterly basis. So we're or effectively we're looking at your trailing 90 days and how many transactions did you close during those 90 days. Um, we do it on a 90-day period versus, or quarterly, however you want to look at it, period, versus a monthly. Because if you come in and you close like five deals in a month, and then you close zero deals the following month, like I'm not firing you. No. Like we're not, we're not going to uh, exit business with each other because you close zero a month after closing five. Yeah, you need a break. Um, yeah, like you maybe go on a vacation or you got <laughs> COVID or something, right? Like, But if we do it on a 90-day, that that's going to balance everything out and deal with the ebbs and the flows of the industry. Um, understand when I say one a month, you got to relate this to your market. One a month is, let's call it $10 million a year um, in San Diego. So um, if somebody in San Diego is selling 12 homes a year, they're going to be somewhere in the nine to 10 million a year range. Um, so the thing that I've found is it's all about volume, right? So break that down. Let's assume 10 million is your target volume. Well, how many deals is that per month in your market? You're in a hundred thousand dollar market. That's going to be a lot more. Yep. Uh, but if you're in a hundred thousand dollar market, you don't have nearly the number of agents that we have here. I think I was talking to someone, and I, I I don't remember exactly what it was, but I think we have more agents in San Diego than they do their state, or maybe it might have been I might have been talking to someone from Canada. I think we might have more agents in California than they do in Canada or the country. Yeah, they it's. So I'm like, okay, there's a, there's a different level of competition yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, we have over 30,000 agents just in San Diego County. And yeah. there's only like 35,000 transactions a year that happen, right? So do the math on that. The average agent's closing like less than three deals a year. Um, and that's what we're looking I, for. With that number, the average agent's doing less than, or it's, just over one a year. Wait, well, oh. there's two sides. Okay. So it ends yep. up being like two points something. Okay. Um, so it's, it's crazy, right? So... Um, that's one. That's like that's kind of the underlying one, and we will um, exit business with somebody if they're not hitting that standard. Um, the other things that we look at are the things that we know are going to move the needle when it comes to their skill set. Um, so we're looking for them to phone role play. We're looking for them to in person role play, which right we talked about. Like if you're meeting with appointments, you're not getting agreements signed. Like that's why we role play the presentation in person. Uh, we're looking at how many open houses they hold. Open houses are just a proven winner for us um, here in San Diego. I mean, anytime I can stand in a house and have people walk through the door and shake my hand and we can have a face-to-face conversation, like I'm all in on that. Um, we, <clears throat> excuse me, um, we look at how many huddles they get on. So every morning we have a huddle, 15 minutes, and half of it is just to get people's ass out of bed and on a Zoom at 8.15 in the morning. Um, the other half of it is we want to add a little value every day and just make them you know, if we can just help people get like 1% better every day, like what's the effect, you know, That's over a the lot. course of a year, right? That's a lot. I mean, even we can make a, a tenth of a percent still over the course of a year, we're going to make that person, you know, significantly better. And that's the other half of the huddle is let's just add like one little thing. It's 1%, one-tenth of a percent. Um, it's going to really move the needle over the course of time. So it's, is it's that 36% huddle. better? Is that the tenth of a percent? Yeah, Something even a tenth like of a percent. It's massive. Like that's, that's huge. Yeah. Think if I can be that. 36% better at anything, yes, I want to do it. Yeah. And <laughs> by spending 15 minutes a day. Yeah. Think about that. What if we actually just fucking worked out every day for 15 minutes? Oh, We'd let's probably not talk about all that. be. <laughs> Thank you for coming to the Whistleway podcast. I'm going to go eat some ice cream. The end. <laughs> um, so, huddles, role plays uh, in person, role plays on the phone, 
we're looking at open houses and team meetings meetings coming into our office meetings is the other one um so we do a meeting once a week and so the thing that we do too is if an agent's production is higher we have lower expectations of them because if you're out there and you're selling like 30 40 million a year like i don't need you on the role play every single day mm-hmm. if you're selling no homes i need you on the role play every day because we've got Three to level up your skills <laughs> we need to level your skills up right so um we uh loosen up the expectations on how often the agents do these things based on their production makes sense cool that's all I got. All right. Well, hopefully you guys got some value out of that. We'll dive into our widget of the week here in a minute. But before we do, um, if you're enjoying the show and watching on YouTube, hit the thumbs up button. Let them know. Also, hit that subscribe button and little notification bell. That'll notify you every time we drop a new episode. And if you want some further clarification, have some questions from today's show, um, you can throw those in the comment section. We respond to all of the comments that come in. Brian, I think gets to them before I ever can. I try to. Um, he's been on getting, top of it. We've been getting more and more. It's, it's cool to see those comments really... So we love to see stuff in the comments. And if you're listening on a podcast platform, hook us up with a review. That'll help spread the word about the show so we can help uh, impact more agents. And if uh, you have questions you want to have answered on a future episode of the show, you can always go to thewhistleway.com, thewhistleway.com. Ask us questions, subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel, join our referral network, email newsletter, and private Facebook group where we share a lot of tips and tricks. And Get dialed in with our Media Mayor Mastermind course, which is all about video content creation. It's half price right now. Yes, sir. We are running a half price special on that. Um, so make sure to jump on that to get a discount while it lasts. And we'll teach you everything we've learned about creating video over the last seven years. Put it into a nice little shortcut for you so you can get up to speed and get going a whole lot faster. As we wrap up, we like to dive into something we call our whistle widget of the week. This is something we utilize in our business. It saves us time, makes us more money, or just helps us have more fun. What do you got, Brian? So you mentioned earlier one of my favorite phrases, the more gear you have, the less video you'll shoot. If uh, you don't believe me or you believe me and just don't want, don't care, I'm going to share my widget with you. Um, so this is something we just got uh, about a week or two ago. Um, and it allows you to have that nice, smooth footage with your when filming. And so this is, we've talked about gimbals in the past. There's a bunch of them out there. Um, but I just bought the DJI Osmo Mobile 5. They're probably coming out with a 6 any second now. Um, but this one's really cool. Got a couple really cool things about it that um, the last one I had was the first version. So this one's much newer. Um, one is you can easily film vertically, which is great. Um, the first one wasn't built for that at all. Um, so you can film vertically. They have it built to where the gimbal isn't in, in the shot when you're filming. So that's great. Um, two, I always thought this was kind of kitschy and kind of stupid, but I actually really like it. They have, it basically it turns it into a selfie stick. And so it doesn't extend as far as I thought. I thought it was going to give like a six foot extension. I don't know why. It's like a foot or two. Yeah, because huh? <laughs> selfie sticks are like, but it has like between a foot or one and two feet, I think of an extension, but it's kind of cool to get some shots from up above just with a little bit of extension looking straight down. Um, I think they're like 150 bucks, 160 bucks. If you want it, if I, I was just talking to an agent today um, and utilizing something like this to do video walkthroughs of properties or just some to get some smooth kind of walking so it's not so jerky, the DJI Osmo Mobile 5 is what I'm rocking. It's pretty cool. Folds up really small. I like it. Cool. Uh, the one I want to share, we've been really uh, geeking out on short form video, TikTok, Reels, um, Shorts, all that stuff. And we're just always looking for apps. I think one of the most common things that we all get is like, 
how do I edit this stuff? Who's, who am I gonna send it to? I gotta hire someone on Fiverr. Like, nah, you don't need to do that. There's apps for that. Um, so there's a really cool built-in app in Instagram for making reels where you can just take a bunch of photos and videos and it'll stitch it together into a video for you. But if you really wanna take it to another level, have some more customization, have some more options when it comes to creating short form videos, uh, there's an app called Beat Leap, B-E-A-T-L-E-A-P, Beat Leap. Um, really good, you just take all the clips, like I was out at the river this weekend, I could take all the photos and videos that I shot while I was out there, it'll stitch it all together, add some music, sync the photos and videos to the music, make it look like uh, how to professional edit it, make me look like a total badass, which will ultimately get me more traction on the videos that I create. So check out Beat Leap. Um, heard a lot of good feedback on that and just started using it myself. Downloading it right now. Cool. Well, hopefully you guys got a lot of value out of the show. Again, I'm Kyle Whistle with EXP Realty in San Diego. And I'm Brian Kochi. I'll see you guys next week.